Blog Talk Radio. to them and we're waiting to hear back from them to see if they're they're going to do it usually they do we'll see 
Um, and they will, uh, whoever the judges are, they will receive your poems that you enter with your name removed. They will uh, uh, they will score them between zero and five points, and at the end of the con and return the scores to me. And in the end, we will have a, a, a ranking based on what the scores are. And if we if if there are clear winners then, then there are clear winners then. We might have a tie for one of the top places, and that's it. And that's how we determine who wins the contest. But here's the really cool part. Um, we have you know lots of people enter the contest this year, only three winners. But every single year of the contest, and this is where we're getting to the point where you can participate even though the contest hasn't started yet. Um, we've been able to give every single person who entered a prize just for entering. Yeah. And how do we do that? Because so many people sign up to be sponsors of our poetry contest. So what does it mean to be a sponsor? Well, this is where, where, where you come in right now if you'd like to. Um, we are currently seeking uh, donations, pledges of contest prizes that would be of specific interest to poets and writers. That's key. We're not looking for like you know, a pack of socks or anything like that. Though I guess just about everyone wears, wears socks, so I can't really claim that that's not of interest to people who are poets and writers. But it's not of specific interest to poets and writers, having something to do with poets and writers. Typically, people donate books, um, anthologies, subscriptions to things, services that are of interest to poets and writers, that kind of thing. You can see the full list of what was donated last year by clicking under uh, special projects, I think it is, or maybe it's under contest on our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. And uh, there you can see every, all the different kinds of things that are donated. Um, so if you'd like to donate any of these prizes, then all of these prizes will get divided up, will get sent out to all of the people who enter our contest, which means that if you enter the contest and you come in dead last place, you will still get a prize of specific interest to you as a poet uh, just for having entered, which is really cool. Uh, in addition to the top three scoring poets winning the contest, getting the dividing up the entry fees and, and various other things that go specifically to the people who win the contest. So, um, so far, and we are about a month away from the start of the contest, so this is pretty cool. So far, we have over 50 prizes have been donated by... Um, about 30 sponsors. So that's awesome. What do you get if you're a sponsor besides just to feel good that you participate in this cool thing? Well, you probably know if you're listening that we send out a weekly newsletter, the Poetry Superhighway newsletter, and at the uh, end of the newsletter there's a classified section, and we only um, allow classifieds that are of specific interest to poets and writers. If you sponsor the contest, you get a free poetry classified ad in that newsletter, which also uh, gets goes in the classified section on our website, for the duration of the contest, meaning from the middle of July through uh, the middle of October, every single week, uh, your classified will go out to everyone on our list. And there are thousands of poets and writers on our list, and it goes out to many other lists as well. You'll get your name listed as a sponsor of the contest, and um, those are the two main things that you get. So, and that's for just donating one book. You know, you have to. Agree that you will uh, send whatever you donate directly out to the contest entrant that you'll be notified of. That's very important. And you will um, also have to agree to do that within two weeks of being notified. That's very important. And you'll also have to agree to notify me that you've sent it out so I can keep track of everything and make sure that that's what's happening. So 
So uh, how do you do this? Go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. The banner right there at the top above the listing of who the Poets of the Week are says, Sponsor the 2015 Contest. Click on that. All the details are there. There's a sign-up form there. You can donate one book. You can donate five books. Some people, there's there's been sponsors in the past who've donated things to every single contest entrant. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're comfortable doing, sign up. I'd love to have you on board. All right, that's it. That's everything I have to tell you right now. Um, let's get into our open reading. If you'd like to call in and read, the number is 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 647 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. How are you? Good. Alex. Oh, Alex. Hey, from uh, Canada, yeah? Yes, sir. I'm getting pretty good at sort of remembering things. Uh, you're, you you must be uh, eating a lot of that ginseng or taking a lot of coconut oil. Um, well, we do have a bottle of coconut oil in the in the cabinet. I personally haven't had a lot of it, maybe, but maybe it's a proximity thing. It's a proximity thing. How are you? So, how is everything, Rick? How has everything been? Good. Things are good. Things are really good over here. Yeah, happy that it's summer. Uh, going on a trip to Ireland in a couple of weeks. Um, oh, that's that, awesome. Life is life is good. Right on. How are things in Canada? Things in Canada are good, and our trip to California at the end of April was absolutely awesome. Sequoia National Forest, just one of the most beautiful sacred sites on Earth, I'll tell you. It was just amazing. That's great. Well, I'm sorry uh, sorry I didn't get to see you here, but I'm glad that your trip was good. Um, yeah, I remember you were talking about that last time. Um, do you, you, have, you got a new poem for us, or did, did you write a lot of poetry? Absolutely. I wrote uh, I wrote a love song the other day, and I'm going to be looking for um, probably a songwriter, somebody that can put it to music, but uh, th- this is absolutely uh, beautiful. It's called With You, okay, Rick? It goes like this. I could never be without you now that I'm with you. As we're attached at the hip, please don't ever give me the slip. We are as good as gold with you. I want to grow old. Still far from what we're going to be, yet nearing in proximity. I could never be without you now that I'm with you. As here in my arms, so full of your charms, I can never get enough as you have all the right stuff. You tell me what I want to hear, why, by being sincere, you never get second best, for with you, I feel blessed. I could never be without you, now that I am with you. That would sure leave a hole, one from which I'd not recover. As with you, am I whole? If not, I'm but a sliver. Our coming made rivers rise, from the lows to new highs, as we have it it between us to share what's from Venus. I could never be without you now that I am with you. We can write our own ticket to the greatest show on earth, for this will be an experience to set two hearts on fire for all we're worth. So with the ring did I thee wed, for which the stars did sing, a tune that plays over in my head from a cosmos which was our beginning. I could never be without you now that I am with you. Well, Alex, that's great. Congratulations on the on the new song. I hope you find a, a, a songwriter. It's you know, it's 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 one successful hit song, and you're you're set for life. I I hope that happens for you. 
it, it would be absolutely awesome. And it just it just came to me at work the other day, Rick, and under an hour I wrote this thing. That's cool. It's uh, what a great experience to have uh, an artistic, uh, you know, uh, triumph like that. Uh, uh, you know, when sometimes the best. The best pieces um, you don't struggle with; they just ju- they just come right out, you know, in a sh- in a short period of time. So, congrats! Absolutely, thanks, buddy. Um, nope. As as far as that trip to California went, when I was done my meditation in in Sequoia National Forest, I started Rick at when I was all done after about half an hour. I heard this this vibrational music. It started going like that, right? And I looked around. My sister was 50 feet away. She wasn't using her cell phone, nothing. I looked to my front left. And there was a dragonfly, Rick, and you wouldn't believe it. He was stationary with his wings going a million miles an hour, and it was his wings that were creating the music. And it was something that was from out of this world, you know, like another dimension kind of thing. It was just so magical and special. It was unbelievable. That's great, man. So cool. Um, It's it's uh, it's it's great to have those experiences, and it's super awesome to be open to those experiences as they happen. So, uh, congratulations, and um, and many more to you. Thank you, sir, and you have a great day. All right, you too, Alex. Call in again, okay? And talk to okay. you soon. Take, Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, uh, Alex, repeat offender from uh, from Canada. Uh, who uh, found his way into California, into the forest, has been uh, writing up storm, love songs, etc. Thanks for calling in. If you'd like to call in, please do. The number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 614 area code. Hi. Rick, what's going on? It's Vincent. Hey, Vincent. From, from Westerville. How's it going? Good man, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, life is good. How's life in Westerville, Ohio? Uh, you know, everything is good. No complaints. So, um, did I hear you say you're going to Ireland? I did say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I want to get over there myself. So, uh, pick up a postcard for me or something. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out for you and, and let you know you know how it goes and uh, you know maybe I'll I'll leave a note for you there that you'll just have to find somewhere in the in the nation of Ireland. That would be cool. My mom did that once in California. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, what's uh, do you have a poem for us? Yep, I got one, and uh, it's a tribute to. Uh, Christopher Lee. Hmm. The title is Where Are All the World's Christopher Lees? So, and uh, goes a little something like this Where in the world, where are the world's Christopher Lees? It seems they've disappeared, much like the bees. Longevity snuffed out like a candle in the breeze, no longer able to do what they please. Yet look at this man, a true overcomer, in the face of adversity, divorce, a snowball in the summer, juggling things in childhood and life that could be a bummer, yet pressing through every life hurdle as if in a hummer. Relationship challenges and injuries, medical conditions, denials, and inquiries, military service, malaria, and the industry, stakes through the heart, operas, and the symphonies. 
the biting of many necks and avoiding the sun, the dangers of being the man with the golden gun, the careful handling of lightsabers during a separatist run, and all of this when most his age are saying they're done. Staying humble and truthful while others prefer to boast, facing the enemy in World War II, never leaving his post. But the next trait is the one that impressed me the most, never discussing mission info to maintain his oath. Where are these men of integrity, those who fulfill their lot? The ones when offered retirement say, I will not. The ones when offered opportunities give it all they've got. The ones when firing the golden gun give it their best shot. Mr. Lee, we honor you as you take your rest. In everything I've seen you in, you are at your best. I take great joy in knowing you're alive, although not in the flesh. May your spirit continue to thrive as you continue your quest. That's lovely, Vincent. Um, what a what a nice tribute to him. I you know I suspect Christopher Lee is the kind of person who isn't really dead, <laughs> or is just taking a more ominous form. You know, uh, uh, whatever. And it may have it may have been that way for a while with him too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, physical the human physical body you know, no longer functioning, but that, that really doesn't matter with a guy like Christopher Lee. So, um, but yeah, true. it's a, I've, it's, it's funny that you should read that. I, were, were you a big fan of, of his? Was is he a guy whose work you really liked and respected throughout your life? Yeah. Yeah. I really, uh, I really liked him. I mean, I grew up watching him in Dracula, you know, from a young age, you know, in the hammer mm-hmm. films and stuff and, uh, big fan of star Wars. So I liked him as Count Dooku. You know, it's just, uh, and then, uh, you know, after reading up on him, you know, I was really impressed because they all, they, you know, he was an intelligence officer. He, well, he fought in World War II. A lot of people don't know that. He fought in World War II. He was an intelligence officer. So people always pressed him for information about, you know, the time because it's, you know, that's long past. He would never give up any information. He said, nope, I made an oath never to talk about it, but he kept it. And that really impressed me about him. That he just, I mean, even though it's years, a lot of stuff is declassified, he still won't even talk about it. So, you know, that's just a, to me, that's a big sign of integrity and uh, and just uh, loyalty, really, you know. So that was pretty impressive to me. Right. And, you know, the the breadth of his career also, he was 92 or something Three. like that? He was 93. 93? Yeah, he was 93. Yeah, his stuff goes all the way back to 1947. So he, his first movie was in 1947. And he actually he just wrapped up a movie, and he he was in pre-production on one. He was getting ready to start right when he died. So, you know, he like I said, just like I said in the poem, you know, when most people are talking and saying they're done, he's like, I'm I'm still rolling. You know, he's like, I'm, no, he you know he talked about Johnny Depp talking about retirement. He was like, don't do it. He was like, I don't know how people can do it. You know, he said I, I got to keep rolling. So. Well, you got to take that you with know, a grain of salt. I, I think uh, Brad Pitt announced like ten years ago he planned on retiring. Uh, you know, but it's you know it's like you. Well, I don't know how what, what goes on in, in these guys' head, but what, what's amazing to me is the, is the longevity of the of the career and and how relevant mm-hmm. he was up until the end. I and yep. you know, what's cool, you know, I, I say this a lot um, here when I do readings locally um, or anywhere for that matter, but um, the. Uh, I've written over the last couple of years similar kinds of odes to to really famous people who've passed on. I have a poem for Robin Williams, for Pete Seeger, for Leonard Nimoy, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and 
it's living in Southern California in particular, it's really easy to be kind of jaded about celebrity. And it's not like we walk down the street and bump into celebrities all the time, but it's it's you know, it's it's we're kind of in the land of, of all that. And so I yeah. always feel like, you know, I, I don't you either care a whole lot about it or you're or you're kinda of jaded about it. And I, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, I guess, but um I, mean, I don't care that much about celebrity, but what really strikes me is when someone who you really um you know, whose work has been entertaining you their whole life yeah. passes yeah, away. Exactly. It's a, it's a significant deal and for you particularly and for, yeah. yeah, so it's um it's it's naturally a piece like you just wrote comes out about that. So so cool to hear it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh yeah, you guys, I mean, you can. Um, you've seen some other stuff. I do, I do Panios Live, fan mail poetry and stuff. But they can they can check out my other stuff at uh, VincentIvory.com. So that's my website. So, uh, but I appreciate uh, appreciate you, Rick, and appreciate your continued efforts in this. And safe travels to Ireland and back, and uh, have fun. Thanks, man. You too. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Have a great one. You too. All right, that was uh, Vincent from Westerville, Ohio. Um, uh, long-time listener, long-time caller. Um, reading a lovely uh, tribute to Christopher Lee, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, sad to see him go. You know, it's 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 like I said. There, there's a lot of celebrity out there, and it's it's easy just to care about the idea of celebrity. But it's I think it's a bigger deal when when someone who you you know who who's just really informed. Your life culturally for forever has passed passed away, and and it's it's hard to not find um, a place like that for Christopher Lee, who is in, in in so you know pretty much nonstop in in films and entertaining people uh, for for so long. So there you go. All right, moving on. Um, number to call in if uh, if you would like to, and I hope you would like to is six four six seven one six seven. Three six two. Our next caller, uh, blocked number. Hi. Hi, it's Michael. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How's Ready life in Birmingham? Yeah, Michael that? from Birmingham. Ready for me to read? Yep, go for it. Something real, real short, then something not long but not short either. Go for it. Okay, because he's Christopher Lee, then also uh, B.B. King passed on. Uh, yes. Out of the blue, out of the blue with B.B. King, the thrill is gone, never over the hill. The thrill is gone, never over the hill. That's it. That's the short one. It's shaped like it escalates and has a shape on the page, like a visual, like a, a reading music. Uh, this other one I want to read today because this is a June reading, Father's Day. And this is called Our Father's Day, a black and white family portrait. And it begins with a quote from a lyric from U2, New Year's Day, their 1983 song. A crowd has gathered in black and white, though torn in two, we can be one. Our Father's Day, a black and white family portrait. Like penguins, except we humans, we do not remain flightless birds. We waddle, and we need to be lifted by our Father into your hands, the miracle lift to thy kingdom, A-O-A, alive on arrival. 
haven of the humane. That wasn't too long. Thank you for letting me do a little short one for BB because I just think it was appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Separate. You know, uh, just based on what we had just talked about, it's uh, it's uh, it, it certainly sticks with the theme. So, th- no problem well, at all, there's Michael. A, there's a tradition among poets in, in the history of poetry of uh, memorializing people in, in in lines of poetry. So, with we're keeping with that theme. Okay, well, I guess you have other callers. Uh, sure. Well, is there anything uh, going on in Birmingham you want to uh, talk about? Anything new or, or, or your own creative uh, projects that you want to uh, plug before uh, we move on? Um, let's see. I would say I, I think I've mentioned the Birmingham Library has a monthly, it's usually every month, called uh, Bards and Brews because usually there's a, a brewery that supplies some complimentary, you know, features a different brewery. But, um, and then there's, sometimes it's a slam. A lot of, sometimes it's an open. I usually don't get to go. It's on Friday night. They have a website. I usually don't get to go, but I did get to go this last time, and it rotates at libraries. Most of the time it's at the main library, but sometimes uh, during the summertime especially it rotates around and, um, so I got to go to this one uh, at what's called the Avondale Library, which is a library that's Avondale's an older section of Birmingham, and um, it's a library that I've came up in, one of the libraries I frequented a lot when I was younger also. And I got to attend that one, and um, I read the, um, whoa. Oh, I read selections from my from the haiku booklet that was put together in conjunction with the haiku contest that occurred back in um, uh, March. I think I mentioned it on the air on your program before. But I thought it was appropriate to read those since the competition was sponsored and uh, coordinated by and implemented a year ago in 2014 by the Birmingham Public Library. I thought it was appropriate to uh, present those at that reading. So that's what I read. Uh, the one coming up uh, next month in July will be we have a, a beautiful botanical garden and it has a library, but when they have the reading there, I think it's going to be in an outdoor pavilion, which would be really nice. And I'm planning on, on reading the one dying to attend a wedding that I read last month. I'm, I'm planning on, I hope, I'm hoping to attend that one, and I hope to be able to read that poem because that's just the, I, you know, when, have you ever, you probably have encountered this. There's just a location, a specific reading just calls for just this a particular point. So I'm looking forward. I'm going to do everything I can to try to make that one. It won't be the first Friday because it's the 4th of July weekend. It's going to be the, I think that would be the 10th. It will be this, and this time because of the 4th of July weekend, it'll, it'll be the second Friday. So I'm going to do what I can to attend that one. And that's what I plan on, on uh, reading the one about the, the wedding in light, a light wedding. <laughs> okay, well, uh, good speaking with you. And uh, by the way, happy, I know you're a father, so uh, happy Father's Day. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I regarding the, the comment on place, you know, I, 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 I definitely resonate with the idea of poems that are specific to places. In fact, um, up until my the, the book that I just had put out, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, that just, just came out on Rothko Press, um, almost all of my books, dating back to 19, 
you know, the, my very first one in 1995 were poems, were books written exclusively about the experience of being in a particular place, usually written over the course of a, a short period of time, you know, while being on a trip, you know. Uh, so uh, places, to me, really uh, inspire a lot of writing. And uh, so, yeah, that idea resonates with me. Yeah, back in 2011, uh, there was an exhibit at the museum called Who Shot Rock and Roll. It was a traveling exhibit. Some people, listeners, might be familiar with it. It traveled other cities. And fortunately for one of the summer at one of the summer programs, this is on the Birmingham Museum of Art website. It's a summer series called Art on the Rocks. It's not poetry specific, but sometimes they will have poetry. And that summer uh, in the outdoor courtyard, uh, they had a poetry reading. So, of course, I read, you know, poetry that I had written that was prompted by uh, rock and roll. So that was some Lines that I've written about Stevie Nicks, of course, and she wasn't represented. Her or Fleetwood Mac was not represented in that show. Why, I don't know. So I kind of brought that into it. And also I brought in Emily Barnsley um, in Weathering Heights, and I don't have it. I'm not going to read it now, of course. But that it was a, a prototype of a rock opera before art went high-tech and electric. <laughs> okay, cool. well, it's good being with you, good sharing in, the, uh, in, the, in this um, global... Um, there's a radio station, 24, called 24 Radio, and their logo is, I don't know if that's the right word to use, handmade, free-formed, worldwide. Makes me think a little bit of your show, too, so for your poetry, it's, it's called Area 24 Radio. You listeners might want to list, uh, look it up. But they've, uh, it's totally non-commercial. Well, Those cool. Three words. They'll, they'll check Those it out. I'm, I'm sure. Um, Those three words yeah. remind me a lot. Of- Sounds good, um, Michael. Thank you so much for calling in, as always, and telling us, uh, uh, you know, keeping us up to date with Birmingham and 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 all that stuff. So, talk to you next time. Okay. Yes. Bye. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. The number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is six four six seven one six. 7362. I believe if you're on the uh, website, there's a direct connect page as well. If you want to call in using your computer and you have a good microphone, sometimes the sound is a little better. Uh, um, completely up to you. It doesn't matter. There you go. Um, right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's about the half hour mark of the show, and I try to play a spoken word track. Um, this particular one I'm going to play is by me, if I may be so bold as to do so. This just got picked up on the uh, indie feed performance poetry uh, show where they um, they play a, a, a spoken word track every couple of days. They put put up a new one, which usually is accompanied by um, not an interview, but um, but some comments about the piece uh, from the host Mongo. This has been going on for quite some time. Uh, it, in fact, there have been get this. Uh, 1,500 episodes of this show, actually 1,504 uh, as of today, and I was uh, honored to uh, be featured on this show um, uh, on June 1st. Just to show you how like frequently they uh, they they do this. Um, the, the, that was just a week ago, or you know, a couple weeks ago, and there's already been. 
five other episodes since then. So, And this has been going on for years and years and years. So I wanted to play the poem which was featured in that episode. And then um, I'll post a link or I'll, I'll give you the the link to the uh, show because I think, definitely think you should check it out because there's a cool poem and and uh, and and little podcast that you can check out um, every couple of days. So here's my poem that is actually featured in my new book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. This is a poem I wrote for my friend Brendan Constantine. It's called News of a Strange Thing.
ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, my poem, News of a Strange Thing. That poem appears in my new book called Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. Poems, uh, it's an actual anthology of poems that I uh, collected or wrote, I guess. <laughs> I, I did write them. I wrote them all. Um, since 1998, uh, it's the first time I put out a, a book of new poems. I feel weird using the word new. Uh, because some of these are as old as 1998, but they haven't appeared in any other books, so that's the right word to use. It's a new collection of poems. First time I put out a collection like this since 1997's I Am My Own Orange County. The rest of the books, as I mentioned earlier, were all travel books, uh, poems written over the course of you know a couple weeks on a trip. Um, love those, but this is kind of a cool big deal for me. That's one of the poems from it. It appears uh, on the June 1st edition of the Indie Feed Performance Poetry Podcast. I just posted the link to that podcast in the chat room. Uh, not just to pump up what I did, but because you should consider submitting something to it. You can find the website at IndieFeedPP. That's just the letters P and P. IndieFeed, I-N-D-I-E, Feed, P-P, dot Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Indiefeed dot Libsyn dot com. And uh, Indiefeedpp dot Libsyn dot com. They put up a new spoken word track which includes um, uh, a commentary from the host of the show, Mongo, um, every couple of days. And, uh, and, and there's submission guidelines there. You can check it out as well. I also would encourage you, I try to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of, of every show. Um, I don't get a lot of submissions for it, though, so sometimes I'll, I'll play some ones that other people have submitted in the past or, or I'll do my own. I would always play yours before mine if I had one. So send me an MP3 of your spoken word piece. I'm not looking for you just reading a poem, a recording, period. I'm looking for something that you've done a little something extra to um, that would differ differentiate it from, from you just calling into the show and reading because, of course, you can just call into the show and read uh, anytime you want. So something where you've mixed music or there's sound effects or it's a live r recording from a live performance of a show, something like that, send me an MP3 and odds are I'll play it on the half-hour mark of this show. We do that every month. All right. Again, the number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is – and thank you so much for your patience uh, – is from the 516 area code. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Rick? It's Stan Barkin. Hey, Stan. Um, I have a choice of uh, two poems, one that just appeared in the Patterson Literary Review, and the other since it's Father's Day, Father and Son, which came out a long time ago in a collection called Old Jerusalem that was presented at City Hall on the occasion of the 3,000th anniversary of Jerusalem. So I leave it to you to choose. Man, one that's is a, a tough like one. a dedicatory poem, like it just something one of the guys just read. Uh, that's No Exit for Houdini. And the others, some Father's Day poem, you could say. <clears throat> well, let's let's do the dedication since that's the, sort of the theme of today's show. De by default, okay. and Father's Day isn't until all the way next weekend, anyway. Right. Okay. No exit for Houdini. From the shackles and handcuffs, he could unlink. From the straitjacket, even hanging upside down, high above the city streets, he could entangle. From the old jails of old London, he could break out. From the locked box in the bag, even under the river, he could unscathed emerge. From the torture upside down, in the Chinese water cell, breathless, 
he could escape, but from the conundrum of the grave he could not, cannot exit. As far as we know. Yes, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that, you know, he's he and Christopher Lee and 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 probably Elvis for that matter are all <laughs> sipping absinthe somewhere, you know, and laughing at all of us. Uh so Yeah, it would uh, have to be absinthe, that's for sure. <laughs> um Cool, that Sam. Make, enjoy it. That would make quite a triplet. <laughs> it, it, you know, once you once you've lived a certain amount of time, you know, you're, you're open to interacting with people from other art forms and with other hairstyles. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. um, how, how's everything in in uh, in New York uh, with you and poetry? Very good. Uh, I'm, I'm still working on. I had uh, I promised that I would send you. Uh, specifications for cat poems. Um, that's one of a set of different boxes: cat poems, love poems, Valentine's Day poems, and mother poems. Uh, for meant to be in five and a half, eight and a half um, postcards, they all in uh, very beautifully produced boxes. But I, I still haven't gotten to that. Uh, as, but I, but I will. I, I haven't forgotten, and I promise that I would be happy to use one of your cat poems, uh, as well as among, from the others. And um, I'm still working on Korean projects, which I think I I asked you, to, or I don't know if I asked you about that too, uh, for the Korean expatriate literature number 20 that will come out with 30 uh, poems, 30 different poets, and Bridging the Waters Volume 2, uh, an international bilingual anthology that will come out in 2016. I will be sending you this information because I was backed up with some other stuff and uh, particularly preparing my archive. And on, the, on June 25th, Poets House will be having its 23rd annual um, showcase, which uh, I always participate with the books from Cross-Cultural Communications and, and other friends like uh, the Feral Press and the Seventh Quarry. So that's what's doing. That's that's quite a lot. It's so cool that uh, that you're able to stay uh, so so busy um, and uh, with poetry related projects. So and it's uh, it's an inspiration. Well, that's all I do. You know, it's twenty four seven, three sixty five, except for certain important Jewish holidays, <laughs> <laughs> which shall remain unnamed at this time of year. Well, Yom um, Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> I said unnamed. I said unnamed. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Stan. Yeah, please do email the info because um, I, I will. never I never remember anything that's said to me unless it's, yeah, it shows what, up in an email. What is so. of immediate concern are the Korean things because I have to get these in within two weeks. Uh, in, cool. The deadline. It, okay. So there, I'll I'll, there, I'll send you a notice about it soon, probably cool. tonight if, if or people, tomorrow. Uh, Stanley, if people would like to, uh, c- can they go to, can you tell us what the Cross-Cultural Communications website is, so in case people want to learn more about all of these things, or some of these things? Uh, well, the best thing would be to email me. It would be cccpoetry at aol.com, because if okay. they go to my website, uh, it just has a list of my books, uh, that are Cross-Cultural Communications books, that's all. I think there's a place that people could order books, but it wouldn't be a way to communicate about this. Got it. If anybody wanted to ask about that, um, uh, seeking American poets, 
uh, for one section of it and poets of other cultures uh, for both set, uh, for both pro- projects, the Korean Expatriate Literature 20, what's in it, which is an annual journal, a bilingual journal that comes out from the Korean Expatriate Literature Group in California. And the Bridging the Waters is a second anthology that's occasional. The first one came out two years ago. This is a, a second one. Now it's due to come out in 2016. I'm working on both these now. Great. Uh, so well, Stanley, anyway, I would so definitely for, uh, be specifically asking really you for your it. American, for you to be in the American section of uh, both. Of those. Sounds cool, and Stanley. If, if thank others you so much want for to contact me. Thank you so much for calling in. It's uh, great to hear your voice as always, and I look forward to hearing you on uh, on these projects. That was a Stanley Barkin calling from Merrick, New York, uh, involved in many many things. Uh, poetically, and uh, and uh, and uh, so check check out ch- give him a call or check out his website and or email him at the AOL address that he gave, and learn all about uh, those projects. Um, all right, moving on. We've got about 15 minutes left in the show. I've got two callers uh, in the queue uh, who we'll get to uh, for sure, but it seems like we're going to have time to get to maybe one or two more. So if you want to call in, the number is six four six seven one six. Seven three six two. Our next caller is from the eight six five area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. This is Ralph Monday. Hey, Ralph. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. I want to put in a plug for Rick because Rick uh, wrote, was very gracious and wrote a wonderful review for the back cover of my book that was just released recently by Aldrich Press, and the book title is called Empty Houses and American Rendition. So, thank you, Rick. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, thanks for thinking that uh, anything I would have to say would be worth putting on the back of your book. Well, it certainly is. And, and uh, your copy is in the mail. You should receive it this week. Oh, cool. So, well, I can't wait to get so, it. Please look for it. If I, I may, I, I would like to read uh, the uh, title poem called Empty Houses, if that's good with you. Yeah, go for it. Empty Houses. Why is it that empty houses wither away, atrophied limbs, even when they are maintained from a distance? The joist and timbers creak, moan, like winds whistling through a mountain pass. Shingles become flakes of black dandruff. Paint pills from the siding like sloughed off layers of skin. Nothing regenerates. It is as though they weakly breathe, needing pumped-in oxygen from a medical body to sustain. Sides heave and groan, a giant elephant lying supine, struggling for final air. Their insides, though still filled with lingering presence, is hollow, like a buried log or the promise of an unfaithful lover. Hallways lined with generational images, clocks ticking no more, water gurgling through pipes like clotted blood, Even the carpenters nod grimly at the prognosis. Terminal, they await new life to regenerate from within. Protoplasmic cells carried on the bloodstream of a moving van. Thank you. That's great, man. Congratulations on this on this new book. What was it like when you first got your uh, your first printed copy of it? Well, it was great. It was wonderful. I'd had a chapbook published last year, and and I've had. Hundreds of poems published in over 50 journals, but I just recently, in the last couple of years, started looking for book publication, and to get to this particular point with this book took well over a year, even after it was accepted. 
So I'm sure you know the the deal because you've been publishing books for uh, many, many years. And I loved your poem reading at the half-hour break, by the way. That was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, well, a, a lot of my books, up until I hooked up with this uh, this publisher, Rothko Press, I actually put out on my own imprint. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of if if you can if your work is good enough. Well, that's not what I meant to say. If if um, if you have confidence in your work is what I meant to say, um, and you can make a product which looks good. Um, you putting it out yourself is is roughly has roughly the same effect of of it going out on a small press, where you're really kind of required to do a lot of the promotion and stuff like that. I mean, it's good to have the, um, you know, to to have a, have a group behind you uh, to have your back, as it were. But uh, without a a major publishing deal, um, self publishing is is a pretty uh, decent way to go, and it lets you do it on your own timeline you know so and that's i think this is why i mentioned this because you were talking about the long process i mean i i've gotten to the point where i could put out a book you know in in 10 minutes if i wanted to you know what i'm saying right um, and i'm my new press which is great uh, uh rothko press which is a hollywood based uh press and they're they're not exclusive to poetry um as awesome as they are you know whenever you're on a press you have to go with with their timeline and you know and so it it is a longer process um, and uh, you know sometimes that's frustrating and it involves a lot of patience, but it's it but it's awfully cool when you get that first one in your hands. Yes, it is. And um, I've been looking into indie publication, like you just mentioned, because I have two more books ready to go, and I'm really thinking about um, publishing them myself and see what happens. I do have a website. It's uh, Ralph Monday M O N D A Y dot com. Yeah. If you don't if you don't mind listing that but it's wonderful to talk with you rick and uh making love to the 50-foot woman i can't wait to get my copy because what a title that's a grab <laughs> yeah i'm i'm hoping the title grabs people you know it's it oh it does sends them off. <laughs> it does cool. well thank, Indeed, it thanks does. man you're, thank you're in you. Tennessee, you have a great day. is that right excuse me you're in uh, tennessee right harriman tennessee i'm an associate professor of english at roan state community college there i've been there for many years Fantastic. Well, uh, well, Ralph, really great to hear your voice. Congrats on the new book, and uh, and talk with you again. Thank you, Rick. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, that was a Ralph Monday calling from Tennessee. He's got a new book out, which he did the honor of asking me if I would write a blurb for it, and I'm I'm more than happy to do that uh, when people ask. And uh, it's you know that's kind of a humbling. Thing uh, you know to to be asked that kind of thing as if you know I'm better than your neighbor or your wife or whatever to write write something about your book but I was I was happy to do it and uh and I can't wait to get my copy and see myself myself in print on the uh on the back cover. All right, we got 10 minutes left. Um the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Please uh call in Right now, the last caller I, I was just going to put on the air just just dropped. So open lines. If you call in, you will get on the air right this second, um, or you know, the second after you call in. I guess uh, would be because it probably takes a, there's probably a second delay, as it were. I don't know. I'm babbling. Anyway, the number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. I'd love to have you on reading a poem, telling us about your new book, telling us about uh, your the poet you're reading, you host. Um, your uh, zine, which publishes uh, something, that your your submission call, 
etc. Let's see. Um, let's see if this person is back. Um, hello. Uh, un- no, not. Okay. Blocked numbers. They just uh, they come and they go. Okay. Well, open lines, folks. Um, as I mentioned earlier, for those of you who weren't uh, tuned into the beginning of the show, we are currently seeking sponsors for our 2015 Poetry Superhighway Summer Poetry Contest. Um, that contest uh, will begin on July 15th, but the submission call for sponsors is open now. And if you go to our website, which is poetrysuperhighway.com, and you click on uh, right there, right out, over the under the the main banner, it says sponsor the 2015 Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. It's a beautifully designed banner, if I do say so myself. Uh, you click on that. Um, or if you click under contest, uh, actually the link's not there, so just uh, click on what I told you to click on. Thank you. Um, and uh, you'll be taken to a page with all of the information. Here's some of that information for you right now. Um, basically, we give a prize to every single person who enters our contest. So, um, yeah, there are three people who will win the contest, and they will take in uh, th- those three Winners as cho- chosen uh, blindly by the judges, blindly meaning names are removed from the poems. Um, uh, they will win the 100% of the entry fees that are taken in. Uh, but everyone else who enters uh, will win a prize just for entering. We already have over 50 prizes donated by about, about 30 different sponsors, uh, a poetry book, um, a subscription, an anthology, a service, anything of, that you think would be of specific interest to poets and writers, we uh, would love for you to, to donate that to our contest. And so the way it works is you fill out the con- – the, uh, all, you read all the stuff there. Um, and then you have to agree to a few things, and, and these are all on the form that you fill out. Um, number one, you have to agree to mail out your poem, your your prizes uh, to the winners within two weeks of having entered, uh, of being notified, I should say. So basically, you're not going to send your prizes to me, and then I'm going to send them out. You're going to send them out directly to the contest entrance, whose addresses I will specifically give you. Um, you'll also uh, send out uh, you'll 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 do that within two weeks and you'll make sure to notify me that you've done that and that way everyone gets a prize so click on sponsor the 2015 poetry contest from our uh, main menu and uh, or from the front page of the website and sign on uh, you get a lot more intent attention if you uh, do it earlier on in the contest and um, and uh, and you get a free classified etc all right I'm gonna try to squeeze in one more caller before uh, we have to go. So, hello, three six zero area code. Hello, my name is Richard Whitaker. Hi, Richard. I, Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Bellingham, Washington. You took a couple of poems of mine. One of them was last fall. I was the second place contest winner last fall. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you just received an invitation from me to be I one did. of the judges. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask if you're going to say yes. (laughs) I'll wait for your response. What's that? I was going to say yes, so So you can Uh, 
You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. One of the judges then I will, is is Richard Whitaker. Uh, I can tell you Amber Decker, who also is one of the top three scoring poets, uh, got back to me, yes. So I'm just waiting on to, to see if the third person do it. Well, look, I've only got a couple minutes left in the show. Do you, do you got a poem you can read for us? Well, I'll, I'll read the one that you took for the contest last year. It's called Saying the Mourner's Kaddish. It's for my father. Perhaps there's a place where songs as their son come true, where leaves in the elms that once held themselves steady sway under a streetlight dazed by the heat of summer, where there's a living room where the thrust and parry of his talk, where the air choked by the smoke of his Chesterfields hangs heavy, where his armchair, his chessboard, his Wall Street Journal receive their blessing, the same way the minion stands when we say Kaddish, if blessing were both call and answer. Streetlight, elm, armchair, star, till the chess pieces say they're through. Such a great poem. Uh, and uh, and uh, you you won second place in our contest last year, and I'm, I'm super excited to hear that you... Uh, you're officially accepting my uh, invitation to uh, judge. You should respond to that email anyway, because I'll forget, <laughs> um, and I'll send you a little bit more information. Um, and um, and great, uh, Richard uh, Whitaker calling from Bellingham, Washington. I'm I'm just uh, just about out of time, Richard. But um, thanks for calling in here at the end, and uh, I'm sure we will talk again very soon as the contest uh, gets ready to start. Okay, thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. You too. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, gosh, can I do it in in two minutes left? Um, hello, Neville from Australia. Hello, Rick. I didn't think I'd get in because my internet wasn't working, and then it did, and then you didn't have people, so I dialed in. Awesome. You got something really short you could read for us? Like A nice right now? quick one for you. A woman in do love. It. I never noticed until someone else already had. I never felt your beauty until someone else showed you how much. Your smile never caught my eye until you were all they could see. A woman in love, how bright you shine. Now I know of your compassion and grace. Before, I never even knew your name. Now you're taking someone else's. That's it. Oh, devastating. <laughs> um, quick, give us a website. Uh, com or The Bard from Ballarat on Facebook. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you got the internet up and running, uh, and uh, and uh, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for making it in. Thanks, Rick, and I'll look forward to hearing the first half of the show when it finishes so I can hear the replay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. That was uh, Neville Hyatt calling from uh, from Down Under in, in Australia. Thanks for making it in, Neville. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. I want to thank Alex from Canada, Vincent from Westerville, Ohio, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, Stanley Barkin from uh, Merrick, New York, Ralph Monday from Harriman, Tennessee, Richard Whitaker from Bellingham, Washington, and our last caller, uh, Neville Hyatt from Australia. Um, the next time we'll talk to you is uh, Sunday, June 12th, or July 12th at 2 o'clock p.m. 
Pacific time. That's our next open reading. Two weeks after that will be a special show. We'll be having a conversation with our poetry contest judges on July 26th. You already heard here first that two of those judges will be two of the winners of last year's contest, Richard Whitaker and Amber Decker. We'll let you know who the third one is. Uh, hopefully it'll be the other person who won last year's contest, but I just sent out the invitation today, so we've got to give them a chance to respond. Um, we would love for you to be a sponsor. Click on our website on Sponsor the 2015 Contest. Donate a book, just one book, and you're a sponsor. Or that's it. Donate more too if you're feeling generous. That would be incredible. We'd love to send every single person who enters the contest a prize just for entering. Um, I don't know of any other contest who does that, and we're really uh, happy to be able to do it. So, all right. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody. Uh, check us out, poetrysuperhighway.com. Bye.